Amen. Hold your Bibles on the 91st Psalm. 91st Psalm. Amen. You'll see some pages turning. Just get your place. Now you're finding that with our statement of faith. This is my Bible. It is the word of truth. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can. I'm a believer and not a doubter. I am a doer and not just a hearer. I am humble before the Lord. I'm obedient to the Lord. I'm mature in the Lord. And I'm enthusiastic about the Lord. I know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. Amen. I just want to say thank you to Pastor Bolden this morning for this opportunity. Um, he's been teaching me along the way. I want to thank my mom who's standing back there for supporting and encouraging me. Um, just a shout out to my son Andre for just sharing all his feedback. When you, when you do a word before him, he'll give you feedback. Do you understand? Uh, to Trinity for keeping me organized and, and on my toes. And last but not least to my husband Robert for taking care of our family and for covering me. Amen? amen. We're in Psalm 91, the 91st Psalm. Amen? It says, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. Some of your Bibles say rampart. You may take your seat. Hallelujah to his name on this morning. Amen? I pray that uh, you are encouraged by this word this morning. I do believe that God wants you to know and to gain two things out of this message this morning. I, I believe he wants you to know that without a, a shadow of a doubt, if you dwell in him, he will cover you both physically and spiritually. And the spirit of the Lord is wanting you to get this second thing. He said, do not get caught up. Somebody say caught up in what you see. Huh? Life's circumstances. But remain hopeful in God's promises for you now and eternally. Now and eternally. Amen? It's throughout the scriptures we get to see examples of God's creation in comparison to God, his attributes, and his divine principles as they relate to us. For most of my life, for me, I've been intrigued by birds, their lifestyle, and their beauty. And for me, Psalm 91, along with some other passages, they do a really good job of painting um, or creating a picture or a painting for you to, kind of like that, if you have that vivid imagination, for you to compare some things of God's attributes to those birds or to whatever it is that 
he uses in scripture. Amen? And so I hope you can grasp some of those things today. Let's just look at our text. We're going to look in detail at that Psalm 91. Psalm 91 is a psalm of protection, strength, a psalm of hope, a psalm of deliverance. And verse 1 says, he who dwells in the secret place, some say hiding place, of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And it seems like it's just plain, but I think we missed something there. If you dwell, if you dwell, if you dwell, if you inhabit, that means inhabit, if you remain in the secret place, the hiding place, the shelter, the covering of the Most High God, you will or you shall, that's an absolute, you will or you shall abide, which is lodged, to, to lodge in, to live in, and pass through the night. It says under the shadow. Shadow represents protection. Under the shade from the heat. Under the refuge from storms of the Almighty. The Almighty is most powerful. Somebody say most powerful. El Shaddai, there is a secret place, a dwelling place, where we can be protected if we go to him. If we go to him. However, the harsh reality is this truth. This truth does not cover everyone. Hmm. This truth does not cover everyone. The text says, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. There's a condition here. And that condition is if you dwell in him, you have to dwell in him before you can dwell under him. I need you to get that. I need you to understand that. You have to dwell in him before you can dwell under him, under his covering, under his protection. This is why Psalm 32 and 7 says, you are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall encompass me with songs of deliverance. You know, truth is, many do not dwell in him. Yet when the tests and the trials and the hardships come, we want to be covered by him. When the tests, the trials, and the hardships come, we want to be covered by him. And I think we miss that we have to dwell in him. And so this is not just a nice scripture to read or a nice thought to ponder or just a beautiful piece of literature. This is about survival. If you dwell in him, you can dwell under him. Amen? So this is something that you have to do if you want to be covered. You have to go to him. So we have to understand it's a hiding place that he preserves you and your family. It's a hiding place. It's in the hiding place that he can surround you. It's in the secret place that you are covered. Then you can go to verse two, then you can say, now look at verse two. 
you can say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him, I will trust. Refuge and fortress are, those are military terms. They are specific for a reason. Refuge is a shelter from rain, storm, or danger. It's hope. A fortress is a strong place, a mountain castle, a defense. So he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High, huh? then he is your refuge. Then he is your fortress. So do you realize you can say with your mouth, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him I will trust. And if this is not true for you, you are having a form of godliness, but denying its power. See, you can act and sound religious, but reject the power, the very power that can make you godly. See, I don't know about you, but I don't want a form of godliness. I don't want a fashion of godliness that denies the power thereof. I don't want to talk just to be talking. I want to impact the kingdom for the glory of God this morning. I don't know about you, but I want all that he has for me and for my family, for my children. And so it is imperative that you dwell, dwell in the secret place of the most high God if you want to be covered. I understand why Paul was saying, I discipline my body and bring it under subjection so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified. You see, it's not enough for me to stand up here and preach this word to you. When I leave this pulpit, when I come off the stage, I gotta live what this word is talking about so that the power of God may be released in me, in my family, so that I can dwell, hallelujah, in him and under him. Oh, I hope you get this. I'm not crazy. I'm excited. Hallelujah. Of what God is revealing. You know, some people say, and I've been told, why, why you take some things so serious? You know? And I do a lot of smiling. I do some laughing. But he said, man, you take some things so serious. Why are you so serious? You know, the scriptures say, hell is widening its mouth every day. Preachers and teachers are opposing the faith, the very faith that they stood in a pulpit to teach. Imposters and seducers, familiar spirits are operating in our churches. The minds of man are under attack. Evil is running rampant. Love for one another is being overshadowed by politics. And our children, our children, our children are under attack. So why do you take things so serious? But when you really think about it, when you sit back, there's a war going on. It's time to laugh. It's time to cry. There's a time for all of that. 
But right now there's a war. There's a war going on. Help us, Lord. Cover us, Lord. You can't afford not to be covered in these times. You can't afford not to dwell in a secret place of the Most High God. So when you dwell in him and you're covered by God, then you can say, then you can say, you are my refuge, my fortress in whom I trust. Huh? Because you meet the condition. And then the power of his word is released because of relationship. My refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And then he becomes the actual refuge, the actual fortress. Verse 3 says, surely, then it says, surely, he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence, disease, plagues. The snare of the fowler is bird trap. It represents plots and calamity from the enemy. The fowler is the enemy, the trapper. I read somewhere it said he's the bait layer. The most high God is able to deliver you from traps. He's able to deliver you from traps. Traps that are custom made just for you with all of your weaknesses in mind. Huh? So don't be deceived by everything that looks good and everything that sounds good and just think that it's all so good for you. So here's the warning. Do not get caught up in what you see. Do not get caught in, in how it appears to be, how it looks. It's shiny. It's nice. Here's the good news, verse 4. He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth, some of your Bibles say his faithfulness, shall be your shield and your buckler, your rampart. That rampart is something surrounding like a defensive wall. His wings represent his covering in this verse. So the more we dwell in him, and are covered by him, you know, we become smaller shadows of that covering. God uses us to cover those he places in our lives. Go ahead and turn to Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 11. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 11. You know, this scripture takes its place in what is known as the Song of Moses, popular in some arenas. It speaks of how the Lord found Israel in a barren land. He surrounded them, he cared for them, he protected them as they were, and some of your Bibles say the apple of his eye, as if they were the pupil of his eye. And here we see yet another comparison of God's creation as it pertains to our relationship with him. And it says, like an eagle stirs up its nest, 
and hovers over its young, the Lord spreads his wings and caught them. He carried them on pinions. In my study, I learned a mother eagle stirs what's called the eyrie. It's a, it's a large nest. She stirs the eyrie. It's a gradual and a deliberate process. She provides the necessary change in her baby or young eaglet's environment, making it uncomfortable enough to prompt them to move on to adulthood. So even though an eagle may soar high in search for food and may appear to be out of sight, the eagle's keen eye is watching for anything that can harm their young. You know, I read when an eagle is teaching the young eaglet to fly, she gathers him up on her feathers and flies higher and higher, carrying the young fledgling on a outstretched wings. It says at the appropriate time, she allows the little eaglet to fall from its secure perch. but quickly swoops down only to catch the young bird in the safety of her feathers. And this happens again and again until he has learned to spread his own wings and soar. And so in a like manner on this Christian journey, God continues to teach us, train us, and grow us in his grace. So like this mother eagle, he is strong and fierce, but cares for his children with tenderness while teaching some hard lessons. So let me ask you a question. Have you ever been counted out? Have you ever been counted out? I've been counted out as a young lady, and I just come to encourage someone today. It's going to tie up there in a minute. It'll tie in in a minute for somebody who said, what? Don't count people out when they are in the process of learning how to fly, how to soar on their own, especially if they are trying and maybe just a little afraid, maybe making some bad choices along the way. They may have the heart but lack the discipline. See, when people are going through, they don't need you to talk about them. They don't need you to look at them real funny. Huh? They need to be encouraged. They need to be lifted up and covered in prayer. You see, the problem with some people, I said some people, is that they see you while you are in the learning process while you are in your free-falling stage. They see the state that you are in and they try to hold you to a standard or a height before you fully have learned how to fly. Before you even learn how to fly, they counted you out. But you gotta forgive them. They are caught up in what they see. They don't know that you are covered. 
so I'm convinced because of my own story that if we just keep on watching, praying, interceding and encouraging as those smaller shadows, those smaller coverings, again and again, we will see the Father swooping in and catching and carrying those young ones so that they are not destroyed by the enemy. Let me just say this, it's popped into my spirit. Young in the faith does not mean young in age. So you can be free falling when you are 15, but you can be free falling when you are 35. You can be free falling when you are 55. 70 free falling, free falling. Because you have yet to learn how to soar on your own. Somebody say, I'm covered. I don't believe. Somebody say, I'm covered. This covering is both physical and spiritual. In the book of Ruth, we see another example of God's covering. Ruth and Naomi needed to sell their land and for a purchaser to agree to the terms of marrying Ruth and bearing children. It's a familiar story. So that their family name could go on. This could only happen through a kinsman, a relative. So Ruth chapter 3 verse 9. If you wanted to look there, you can. It says, I am your servant Ruth. I just grabbed this passage out. She said, spread your skirt or the corner of your covering over me, for you are my family redeemer, or some Bibles, my kinsman redeemer. In the book of Ruth and in that very passage, that skirt in the text has the same meaning, the same connotation. It represents the covering, the security, the protection that Ruth would gain in a marriage. Oh, don't get too excited. Somebody was getting excited because I'm not necessarily talking about your marriage to Boaz. I'm talking about your marriage to Jesus Christ. Oh, you missed that. You missed that. Although Boaz represents a type of Christ in the text, he paid the full price. Somebody say full price to redeem all that was in jeopardy of being lost. Yet there is nothing that compare, nothing can compare with Jesus the Christ. Yahweh, El Elyon, Jehovah Nisi. Our victory does belong to Jesus. In fact, 1 John 2 and 2 says, he himself, is the sacrifice, the propitiation for our sins. But not only our sins, not just you and I, but for the sins of the, the whole world. Christ's sacrifice atoned for our sin. You know, while I was getting to, towards the end of this message, I was trying to tie this message up. I heard the Holy Spirit say, canceled out. Canceled out, cancel out, cancel out. What is that? Cancel out means to stop something from having any effect. He wants you to know that the blood stopped the sin from having 
and death. Jesus' red blood canceled out your red sin. Uh-huh. The scripture said your sin is red like scarlet. So now when God sees you, he sees you through the blood of Jesus. Somebody say cancel out. Cancel out. It is his will that none should perish, but that all should come unto repentance. The scriptures say if you confess your sin, he is faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. I heard Mama Jesse, she said it this morning. He will cast it as far as the east is from the west. How far is that? As far as the east is from the west. And remember them no more. Somebody shout in this place, I'm covered. I'm covered. Forgetting those things that are behind me, I press toward the mark of the higher calling of God in Christ Jesus. Some people on today or somebody under the sound of my voice needs to release some guilt and some shame. I got a drill for you this morning. When I name a sin, I want you to shout, covered. Huh? Here, oh, wait, hold on. But when you shout covered, you can't say covered. You got to say covered like you believe it. Amen? Slander. Lying. Stealing. Cheating. Fornication. I don't hear somebody think they don't need to say covered. Prostitution. Sexual sin drunkenness, worshiping anything other than God, secret sin, murder. Oh, you don't believe that? I said murder. There is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, for those who are in Christ, for those who are in Christ Jesus. Don't miss the condition. Because it's not your truth if you haven't accepted him, if you're not dwelling in him, if you're not with him. You can't claim the before, you can't get the other part of the passage if you haven't gotten the first part. He who dwells in the secret place of the most high God shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. There is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Go ahead and stand to your feet in this place. Give God a hand clap of praise for his word on this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. Open up your mouth this morning. Hallelujah. Oh, sometimes you got to forgive yourself. He's already forgiven you. He's already washed you clean. But you're holding yourself. I dare you shout, I'm covered. I'm covered. Hallelujah. By the blood of Jesus. His protection. He is my refuge. He is.
is my God in him I trust. Hallelujah. Oh, you got to give him some glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. That while I was free falling, while I was learning how to soar, you already died. While we were yet sinners. Hey, while we were yet sinners. While you were still in the club. Drinking and drinking. Talk to me, somebody. Oh, you saved and sanctified now. But if you just remember, when you are a wretch and undone, that is yet when he died. He died for you then. You were just free falling. You didn't know that you would be covered. Hallelujah. Hallelujah in this place. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. Oh, if you under the sound of my voice this morning and you know you haven't been dwelling in him. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Oh, but you know, you know, you know, you need his covering. You know, you know, you know. You know that when you look around. Huh? You know when you look around that you don't know your day or your hour. Ah, I feel that from Bible study. You don't know your time. Oh, you're trying to think about when you got some gray hair and maybe a little bit further down. But no one knows when their time will be. Don't take it for granted that tomorrow you will wake up on this side in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you are under the sound of my voice and you know that you haven't been dwelling in him, in him, in him, in him. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. In him. Hallelujah. But you need that covering, you know you need the covering. That while you are in your free-falling state, where the enemy seeks to sift you like wheat, and all that eagle eye is watching carefully, hoping that you would spread your wings and soar. Oh, don't wait. We tiptoeing around. It's not a game. Your soul is on the line. The enemy is fighting for your soul. The, you come into the building and you doing the, the act of worship or you, you reciting the scripture and you know the verses and that's really good, but if you are not dwelling in him. I just need to help somebody today. I just need to help you. I just want to help you. Because you still can confess with your mouth. You can't believe in your heart, but you can go and you can live a reckless life. You can live a reckless life. And, and, and if you're not dwelling in him, in him, in him, you are outside of his covering of protection. 
This is a now word. This is an in-season word. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You just look at the time. Look around. Look around. No man know the day or the hour. Get, get, get it, get it, get it today. Get this word. Hallelujah in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Online, hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're in this place and you'd like to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, raise your hand. You're in this place and you know that you have not been dwelling in him. Dwelling in him. You inhabiting him, him inhabiting you. Just slip up your hand. You don't have to move. Slip up your hand. If you're online, we just ask that you dial the number on your screen. Somebody wants to pray with you. Pray the prayer of salvation with you or pray with you. That you get back on track, amen? If you're in this building and you'd like to be a member of Striving for Perfection Ministries, Pastor Bolden and the Striving family, we'd love to have you as a part of this body. If that is you, raise your hand. There's a hand back here on this wall back here. And if you would like, pray, like prayer, please stand at your seat. You can make your way to the altar, or you could just slip up your hand if you want prayer. If you're online, go ahead and dial that number. I'm going to pray aloud. Glory to your name in this place. Hallelujah. Keep on focusing on God in this place. Hallelujah that his will be done, that lives be changed. Hallelujah that we impact the kingdom for his glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, he's worthy. He's worthy in this place. We thank you, God, for your spirit that rest rules abides in this place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Lord, we honor you this morning. Let your spirit touch every heart in this building in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Undo every unrest right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, every wayward spirit. Oh God, have your way, God. Move by your spirit, by your power, by your authority in this building. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm just gonna move, hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you for touching hearts right now, Lord God. Thank you for mending every hurt right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father God, for convincing them that they are covered. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to your name. Thank you, Lord God, for your holy word. He who dwells in the secret place shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. 
And today, God, we say you are our refuge, our fortress, our God in whom we trust. Surely you will deliver us from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence, disease, sickness. Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus, that you are touching bodies right now in the name of Jesus, that you are aligning cells right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, that you're increasing, he said, white blood cells right now in the name of Jesus. That you are doing a mighty work. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. That you're continuing to cover us, God. We said thank you for your feathers and your wings. Thank you for you are our refuge in the name of Jesus. Cover our church, our families, our community, this region, these states, these nations, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, you said you are our refuge and our strength, a present help in time of trouble. God, we cry unto thee, O oh Lord, you are the refuge, the portion. You are our portion in this land. You are our rock, our fortress, and deliverer. Oh, God, we call you strength on today. Thank you for you are buckler. You are horn of salvation. You are high tower. Shield us from every evil way. Root up everything, hallelujah, that's not like you in this place, God. Hallelujah. And in our times of trouble, God, hide us in your pavilion, in your secret place, your tabernacle. Hide us, Lord. Set us high upon a rock. Preserve us from trouble and encompass us, God, with songs of deliverance. Oh, God, we give you glory. We give you honor and praise in this place. Go ahead and lift up a shout to God in the name of Jesus. Give him some glory. He is yet worthy, hallelujah, of praise. He is deliberate. He is strategic. Hallelujah. His promises are yes and amen. He is specific. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We give him glory and honor on this morning. It is due his name. Hallelujah. We give you glory, God. It's in the matchless name of Jesus. We pray all these things. Y'all say thank God. Thank God. And amen. Amen. amen.